feel good. Just like old times. What's it feel like to be a dying man? You're a dead man, John. Bullshit. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is Larry, your host. My co-host today is Jesselyn. Hello. And this is episode number 106. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Only 894 more to go. <laughs> Let's talk about the Oscars. Why not? Alright. This year... It was, it was some pretty good movies that came out. I enjoyed a lot of these movies, and I think a lot of them deserve to be here. I have seen only about half of them, though. You saw Marriage Story. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari. I Who gives a shit about that one, really? It's just one of those biopics again. Like, okay, sure. Christian Bale directs it, so I'm kind of interested. He directed that movie? I'm pretty sure I saw that he directed it. No, he didn't direct it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Who he directed did. it then? Uh, not Christian Bale, that's that's for sure. I'll I thought I would have heard a lot more about it if he did. Well, while you're looking that up, I didn't see that. I did, I, you know, I still haven't seen Jojo Rabbit either, and yeah, neither of you, I just... I see it. It's available now to watch. It's streaming. Is it available to rent yet, do we know? Or is it just buy so far? Oh, yeah. It's just buy. Oh, Fine. Shit. Someone lied to me, and I believed them foolishly. Who the, who told you that? I don't know. I thought I saw it on TV. <laughs> the internet, and the internet would never yeah, lie to me. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Little Women either. I do still want to see it. But um, <laughs> the Parasite... Uh, the Parasite. Parasite winning... I'm happy that it won. Sure. Uh, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, now, what do you think about it? I know you had something to say about Parasite winning this year. I think just like Moonlight, which was also an excellent movie that won Best Picture, it was a way for the Oscars to say, see, look how diverse we are. Fuck you, Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like the irony of Parasite winning an Oscar. Yes, very yeah. true. In front of all these people, standing and clapping and everything. These ridiculously elitist, rich people. I know. It's <laughs> it's fucking hilarious to watch this. <laughs> uh, there were some other things, too, that happened in uh, <clears throat> the Oscars. Uh, or was controversial, or, or people are talking about. Uh, one of them that I saw, and which didn't bother me until I read more into it, which was the Natalie Portman thing. To where she wore um, all those different directors' mm -hmm. names, like on her... Who weren't nominated? Who weren't nominated yeah. on her dress. And people were saying, oh, she's brave and everything like that. And then I read, I think it was yesterday or today, about Rose McGowan. How she called her out and was like, you know, I don't believe this kind of sh I don't believe this. I, I think um, it doesn't help at all. Especially someone like you who who's... 
who's putting their, your names on, on your dress like this, but yet your own production company has yet has only hired one female director, and it was you for all those movies. So mm-hmm. you're not really helping out either with this. It's not as though I disagree with Rose McGowan, but she's so mean-spirited about it. True. Um, it's tearing down other women. Every single chance she gets, she does it. And Rose McGowan, you're doing this wrong. Like, mm. I get it. Calling her out is fine. But I feel like Natalie Portman responded gracefully. She did. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... And, yeah. I, I guess... I, I don't know what Rose has gone through in her life. Some shit. She's gone through some yeah. shit. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's angry about it. And that's I, I think that's the way she's... She's going after it that way. I get it, but just a full frontal attack, I don't mm. really think that's going to get you a bunch of likes. Yeah, but, or heard. but fuck, fuck likes, though. No, no, no. <laughs> I, or heard, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little mean-spirited. I'll give her that. I'll give you that. And, she uh, calls her a fraud. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty mean-spirited. <laughs> And and I understand the whole tearing women down thing. I yeah, you shouldn't do it, but you also should call out the facts. Of yes, things. I just think it could have been done a little bit better. It could have. True, I, I believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the other winners here: Joaquin Phoenix won for Joker, which mm-hmm. he was he was awesome in it. Yeah, and I think everybody knew he was. Gonna yeah, win. yeah. Um, best female lead was. Um, Renee Zellweger for Judy. Um, fuck that. Like, uh, who cares? Uh, uh, another one of these movies that comes out every fucking year. Biopic that no one cared about. That no one gave a shit no about. No critic really said she was great. No. Welcome back, Renee Zellweger. Hey. Hey, who gives a shit? God, that... Uh, I'm getting so sick. I, you know, I just read through all of the the different uh, the the twenty people who uh, the acting nominations, all mm-hmm. twenty of them, and nine out of the twenty are people that have actually lived in life, and they're representing them on the screen. Hmm. Almost half. Yeah. So there's no original fucking performances. Well, there's. Oh, I'm sorry. There's there's eleven of them. If even eleven, okay. Well, there's the Joker. That's not original, is it? Um, Little Women. Um, that's been done before, really, for um, Saoirse Ronan, who was nominated, mm-hmm. along with Florence Pugh. Harriet's a biopic. Mm-hmm. Bombshell is a biopic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's all right. To be fair. This is the only movie that I saw of all of these <laughs> leading ladies. But Scarlett Johansson is incredible in Marriage Story. She's uh-huh. really good. I'm getting a little bit verklempt just thinking about it. That's what Adam you told Driver, me, yeah. too. Yeah. I, she impressed me. She wowed me a little mm. bit. So I was sort of disappointed. But again, that's the only movie I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Best supporting actor was Brad Pitt. Happy he got it. I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that's fucked up. In itself, right there, because uh, I I do like Quentin Tarantino. I just didn't make it out to the theater, and now um, you don't want to watch it, so I have to go spend time by myself and watch it somewhere at some point in yeah. time. Mm. Um, Laura Dern, I don't know. I didn't see her Marriage Story. Was She's she great. Laura Dern's always great? Who uh-huh. is she up against? I'm trying to find that now. Uh, Kathy Bates. She was up against. 
Florence Pugh, Scarlett Johansson again, and Margot Robbie. Okay. And I don't think you saw any of those other movies, so no. yeah, you can't really base it on anything <laughs> no. else. I love Laura Dern. Good for her. Um, best director went to uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, which, like I said before, I'm happy it won. Um, I like his movies. I like him as a director because he is just not pitted in one genre. He's done something <laughs> different pretty much in each movie. Even though they might deal with some of the same issues, they're very different. Uh, you could The Host is one of them. Uh, that movie's it's <clears throat> a creature movie, yet it deals. It's talking about environmental and the uh, situation going on right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And then you got Snowpiercer, which you're dealing with uh, elitism. <clears throat> Um, and then, or classism, more like it, I'm sorry. And then, with Parasite, it's elitism. Right. Um, I haven't seen any of his other films, but those three ones have stuck out to me, of course, because they're the ones I've seen. And <clears throat> they're really good movies. Uh, you weren't the hugest fan of Snowpiercer. No, I felt like it was punching me in the face with its message. <laughs> Whereas Parasite wasn't punching me in the face with that message. True, yeah, but, um... It's funny to, to you say that because we watched a video with with uh, the director of Parasite, and they were doing some analysis of a scene, and one of them is like um, with the family before they they start the con. They're living in like a sub basement kind of thing, so they're not even up to the level of society. They're below society right now, and, mm-hmm. and there's that kind of stuff punching you in the face there too. And the, but it's it's done. Better, I want to say, in Parasite than Snowpiercer. Yeah. But Snowpiercer I still did like. And it's got the same actor in it than his other few movies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, Once again, I'm happy it won. Joker, I don't think it should have won. It was cool. I liked Joaquin Phoenix in it. I thought he was fucking great in it. But um, I know a lot of people are, are upset about that. Mostly neckbeards. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Toy Story 4 won Best Animated Feature. Frozen 2 wasn't even nominated. Too many vaginas in that movie. <laughs> no, it's because she she wasn't a lesbian, so that's why they didn't do it. They didn't do it. it like, no, she never Damn came it, out. Disney missed opportunity. Darn it, man. You could have... <laughs> <laughs> uh, screenplay, Jojo Rab- Rabbit won, or adapted screenplay. Yeah. It won over The Irishman, which... I'm impressed, and over um, Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. which is, no, that's uh, that was original screenplay. Parasite actually beat Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, along with Knives Out, too, which you've seen, and yeah. I would think that would probably, would have gotten more um, acclaim or, or notice from the Academy. Yeah, me too. Think? It was fun. <clears throat> I, I, have I a, don't know, I guess. you You see it and you tell me. All, everyone I've talked to said they loved it. It's fun, yeah. Yes. I think the reason why is because Tony Collette's in the movie. That's why I wasn't nominated. Has she been blackballed? I think she has, man. <laughs> like, she's fucking great in everything. She is, and you're going to love her in this. You're going to miss her when she's not on screen. Well, maybe not, because your girl is in it. She's yeah. the main character. Yeah. Uh, de Almas. Ana de Armas. Uh, Ana de Armas. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Another one I think that was left out, which I'm, you didn't like the movie all that much, but it was a great performance, was Willem Dafoe. In the, in lighthouse? the lighthouse? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was both fun. of them. I agree. Yeah. yeah and that's, uh, yeah, that was 
you were weren't you like uh, you saw Robert Pattinson in a, a role that wasn't Harry Potter or Twilight? Yeah, you know I didn't mention Harry Potter last yeah. time, so I have <laughs> seen him in a movie that's not Twilight, and it was Harry Potter. <laughs> um, and this is and you were like, yeah, this is like the first time I'm seeing him more as like an actor. Yes. Than mm-hmm. as like a performer, and yeah, he does a great job He's in this great. movie too. Yeah, those guys, and that's the whole movie is just those guys playing mm-hmm. off each other. So. I'm sure it's hard for other people to to f- enjoy that and not having too much of a plot. I can see how some that can turn some people off, along with being black and white and being the aspect ratio that it is, can also turn people off too. Yeah, that seems like Oscar bait to me. I feel it like is. Just I know. Described Oscar bait. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Fuck you, Oscar. Cinematography. It was nominated at least. But that went to 1917, which I didn't see. Yeah. Which I was really turned off when I saw the the previews because they were playing some mopey fucking like song from I don't know, One Direction or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> they were playing some sappy song while all this shit's going on. So it's like fuck. I'm, I'm like, sure I'll check it out at some time. Probably I didn't with your dad see that Andrew Scott was in it until like he was at the Golden Globes, and I was like, wait, Andrew Scott's in this? <laughs> oh, now you have to see it. <laughs> now I have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, film editing. <clears throat> I was surprised. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which I can kind of see um, with like the racing and everything, but they won against uh, the editor of uh, The Irishman, which um, it's her name's Martha Schoonmaker. Uh, Thelma, I'm sorry, Thelma Schoonmaker, and she's done pretty much all of Scorsese's films, and she usually always wins too. Mm-hmm. Um, her editing is fucking brilliant. Oh it's man, she's, great. Yeah. she's she's the best in the industry actually. Um, sound editing was Ford vs Ferrari, which I can see again with loud engines and shit, mm-hmm. and getting those sounds when you're in the theater. I can I can see that. Production design, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, haven't seen it, but I can kind of, you know, think like, well, they they really represented that that part in time, you know. Yeah, that decade, those colors. Yes, exactly. So, um, that's about it, really. Uh, Best foreign language film is Parasite, which, of course, is going to win if it didn't win that. I thought that you told me at some point that they can't be nominated for both Best Foreign Film and Best Picture. Did that change? I think that's changed in the last year or I mean, two. it must have. I think yeah. it must have been this year. Or the one, uh, the, the year prior. That's funny. So they could nominate Parasite for Best Picture and then let it win so they could prove to us all how diverse they are? <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. More than likely, yeah. Um... Is that, is that all the awards we're going to talk about? Yeah, pretty much. Anything else you want to say about the Oscars? Yes, I'd like to mention the In Memoriam. Yes, that's, that's you know, I, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Good good call. Who did they leave out? They left out Luke Perry. And you know the worst part of that? He was in an Oscar-nominated movie last year. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was in it. And they left him out of the In Memoriam. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like, and how about um, Sid Haig? Oh, God. I didn't know that. Nobody's talking about that. I know. I didn't watch the Oscars because I don't care. I watched the In Memoriam just so I can get upset. <laughs> and, uh-huh. yeah, of course, there's uh, Jan Michael Jan Vincent. Jan Michael Vincent, yeah. Uh, was it Michael Pollard? Um, Michael Pollard. Who, I think Pollard, yeah. Who was actually nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't even in it. For Bonnie and Clyde, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Um, some other people too. I fuck. I can't even remember. Just who's putting this together? What intern are you putting in charge of this? Did you tell them about Google at all, <laughs> or Wikipedia, or yeah, something? Like yeah. Celebrities who died in 2019. That's all you have to do, and then compile a list, find a picture. <laughs> Go on Facebook. Do one, something. One year, didn't they put a woman in who hadn't actually died? <laughs> I don't know. They, they did. I forget who it was, but she was alive and well. <laughs> I hope so. Stop doing the in memoriam. Maybe you're fucking it up. Yeah, it's like the easiest thing to do. Just be like a lot of celebrities died last year. It was very sad. It sucked. All right, let's get the show moving. <laughs> Fuck you, J. Michael Vincent, Sid Haig, Luke Perry. <sighs> Fuckers. Anyway, okay, dump the Oscars. Yep, moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about some of the movies that we've watched lately. <laughs> and it doesn't really get any better with one of the movies, and we'll talk about that one first. Yeah, let's get it out um, of the way. Selfie from Hell. Now, this is on Amazon Prime from 2018. It's your, like, lower-budget horror movie that you can find on Prime. After her cousin comes to visit and falls ill, a woman starts to receive strange cell phone messages. Um, (laughs) we didn't watch it seriously. No, not at all. (laughs) We watched it because we wanted to have a little fun. Yeah, and that's why. And that's why these movies are here, just to have a little fun with it. Even though the movie's not all that great, I was cracking jokes throughout it. We weren't serious about it. Yeah, we knew this going into. It's called Selfie from Hell. For fuck's sake, you know it's it's not. It's. we had a good time yeah. riff tracking it. It was. Yeah. I don't even remember how it ended. It was pretty boring. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, there were a couple scary scenes, maybe a little bit frightening, but other than that, it was kind of boring. It's sort of like The Ring, only bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ended up fucking up those movies, too. Yeah. Along with The Grudge, so. Don't see this movie. Or see it. Whatever. It's free on Prime. Do what you want. Yeah, whatever. All right, let's get to a good movie, because fuck this movie. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's boring. Let's talk about a pretty good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed. Uh, Doctor Sleep. We finally got to watch it. Um, I am not a huge fan of The Shining. I like it. I think it's all right. I think there's some great performances in there, and there's some generally spooky shit going around, and... and just in the background and, and throughout the movie. I think Kubrick does a great job in this movie uh, just being precise in what he's doing. Um, you're not a big fan. No, it never really clicked with me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The performances are very good. Yeah, yeah. Like Shelley Duvall is great. Of course, yeah. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is great. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, Doctor Sleep. It's uh, the sequel to The Shining. It was pretty good. I liked it. A little long. But I, I understand why it's so, so long. Yeah. And uh, I I was looking forward to this movie. Unfortunately, I didn't see it in the theaters. And because of me, it bombed. And they're never going to make shit like this again. Yep. Um, Mike Flanagan's the director, which I, I fucking love his stuff. He's mm-hmm. great. If Even if his stuff isn't great, it's good to look at, at, at the very least. And in this movie, it doesn't disappoint. There are some generally creepy parts, and... You can really see how much of a master he is in some of these scenes. That um, there's this part in the beginning where they're kind of going over The Shining again. And they're showing Danny going through the hallway, and he reaches the the door two three seven, and it opens up, and then the spooky lady comes out of there. 
what you notice in how well he does something is that there was no jump scare. There was no big, loud noise. It was just generally fucking creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While any other movie, it would have been a jump scare with someone jumping out of that doorway. Yeah. And that's just how it goes throughout the rest of this movie. It's well done. Uh, acting is great. And that's sort of an homage to Kubrick's version of The Shining, I yeah. think. There aren't jump scares, No, not at all, no. There are some, but not that. Not yeah. that, yeah. It's not how it's done today, where people where, where that's the standard of horror, is right. the fucking jump scares. And I'm sick of it, you know? It's... I see a lot of people always like, oh, talking about Annabelle movies and all these other films where it's just constant jump scares and they're and these property properties are held up so high even though they fucking suck. Like I'm sick of that stuff and I think horror fans should be sick of that stuff too mm-hmm. if they want some good horror. Yeah. And unfortunately, people don't want good horror. Look at Doctor Sleep, it bombs, man. It yeah. Bombed. Because general audiences, it seems to me, don't want don't want to carry anything with them out of the theater. <laughs> and that's but, the opposite of what I yeah. want. I want to carry something out of the theater. Mm-hmm. I want to like summer of eighty four when I left that theater. I was shook, man. Yeah. I was shook for a few days after that. It was fucking a gut punch of a movie, a mm-hmm. gut punch of an ending. I want to feel that way when I walk out of a theater now. Midsummer. Midsummer. It's not a horror movie. Fine. Yeah, I'm but not still. Argue that anymore. But. When when we left the theater, we're not we're going like, oh yeah, that explosion was cool. Like, no, that was fucking deep. Like that shit was awesome. Like uh, I like how they did that and this and that. And hell, when I leave a movie like Star Wars, I'm not talking like that about that movie. Right. That movie's a big fucking mess. Or insidious. Insidious. It's fun, sure. And yeah, there's some scary parts in it, too. And they did do a good job in Insidious. But when you look at... Oh, fuck. What's that? Um, I keep uh, ranting on Annabelle too much. Yeah. I'm just... Those are cash grabs. Yeah, those are... And people are fucking still eating it up, man. Mm -hmm. You gotta stop. Now, with the Saw movie coming out... Are you interested in Spiral? What? Yeah, there's a new Sp- Saw movie coming out. I mean, sure, yeah. I'll see it. Yeah, it's starring Chris Rock okay. and Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah, there's a trailer out for it. We should watch it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a continuation of Saw in a, a, a certain direction, which I don't really know of yet. We'll have to watch I haven't watched the trailer either, so we'll have to watch it. I am intrigued at the idea of Chris Rock in a horror movie. Yeah, good. Samuel Jackson, yeah, okay, I can see mm-hmm. that. But Chris yeah. Rock, I'll have to see this. Yeah. Seeing a comedian in a horror movie, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's, fuck Jordan Peele, let's see him direct a movie. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all out of these guys, all about these guys stepping out of their comfort zone, which which kind of leads me to uh, there was this question that I answered on Facebook, and it was three horror or, or three horror icons or people associated with horror. Who would you like to to sit down with and just have a, a, a dinner conversation with? And I wrote down Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. um, James Cameron, and Adam Wingard. So I have um, Guillermo del Toro to tell me stories. Yes. <laughs> James Cameron to teach me. And Adam Wingard to, to more show me. 
because he's kind of a newer director and I like the, the position he's going in. So I, I would have so many questions for those guys. But when I looked in the conversation, it was all like Wes Craven and it was um, uh, fucking Freddy Krueger, uh, uh, Robert England and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, it would be awesome to talk to these guys. Robert England, I'm sure, would be awesome to talk to. Just talk your ear off. Yeah. It'd be great. But a lot of these guys were kind of like just pigeonholed into horror, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't their passion like these other guys mm-hmm. who were bred on horror, other than people who were like, hey, here's a script. Uh, let's do Frankenstein versus the, the Jackalope or whatever. <laughs> and shoot this movie, the kids are going to love it kind of thing. And those guys took that and made it good. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it kind of lets me down a little bit. And I, w- I would hope people would like to learn more about directors and their visions and stuff other than actors who just get, like, a paycheck and who can tell you stories about what was on set. I'd rather get to know the whole process and how they were feeling during such and such parts or, or why they chose this direction in the movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I really would love to do. But um, who would you, like, what three horror people would you like to talk to? Well, I mean, I'm I putting you on the spot she's here. She's not but. really a horror person, but Mary Heron? American Psycho? The director of American Psycho? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, Catherine Bigelow, arguably, is a horror director. With yeah, Near Dark, she did Near Dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to pick an alternate. Ari Aster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to talk to that guy too. Hell yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, but Doctor Sleep was good. I yeah, I liked it. Yeah, Ewan McGregor's in it. Cliff Curtis, who I always like to see in, in movies, was awesome in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebecca Ferguson was really good in it. Uh, and the rest of the people, I don't fucking know. But. For the most part. James Flanagan oh. playing Diesel Doug. I'm assuming that's a bit of nepotism, but I could be wrong. Who the fuck was Diesel Doug? <laughs> some small part. Oh, it was one of those guys, uh, the, the crew of beasts or demons yeah. or whatever the fuck they were. Like how Sam Raimi's like, sure. Ivan or a fucking... He, 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 <laughs> he can be the old lady in the fat suit. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought it was good. I long. Yeah, it was long. pretty long. I don't think it needed to be that long. And I I don't know the book. I bet it's epic and way too long, like mm-hmm. it. But But I'm pretty sure I heard that this was kind of like um you know, the the book is different from the movie and I think that the book followed the book and then this movie followed the movie. But it's still based on the book. What? So I guess what I'm saying is, Shining the book was written. Yeah. Then they made a movie, and it was a little different. It's pretty different, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So then they wrote a sequel to The Shining in the book, in book version. Right, Dr. Sleep. So then they made a sequel to The Shining based off that book, but not as much. So it's more of a, a sequel to The Shining movie, more than a sequel to The Shining book, this movie. Yes, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I agree okay. with you. Okay. Good. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. 
home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 1992 thriller. 82. 1982. What did I say, 92? Yeah. Shit. 1982 film, Vice Squad, starring my favorite actor, Wings Hauser. (laughs) You're just saying that to bug me now. Yep. Uh, This movie is about a single mother prostitute who goes by the name Princess, finds herself forced to work undercover for the police in order to apprehend a homicidal, misogynistic pimp named Ramrod, who will do anything not to get arrested. And oh shit, he does. Uh, This is the first time I've seen this movie, Mm -hmm. but I remember seeing clips of this film during the movie Terror in the Isles, which came out in the early 80s, or like mid-80s. And Terror in the Isles was a clip show of horror movies with Donald Pleasance and uh, Lewis from RoboCop doing narrations in like this busy movie theater. Um, yeah, just kind of introducing some of the movies and, and talking to some of the people in the crowd. It's kind of weird <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. But it was a staple of my childhood watching this because I'd see like Jaws on there. They showed mm-hmm. clips from. And uh, like Miss 45 was another one, which was always like, what movie is this? It's about a girl and she's gets a pistol and starts blowing these dudes away. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to see this movie, uh, Exorcist. And then they showed this movie, Vice Squad. And I, it always stuck in my head because they showed the scene in, in this movie where Ramrod, our pimp sadist dude, mm-hmm. is knocking on a hotel door trying to get one of his prostitutes slash girlfriend to open the door. But she's already explained to Princess, which I mentioned before, her friend, who's also a prostitute, that she ran away from him and stole money from him. So he's kind of out to get her, and he's at the door knocking, trying to be really nice, let me in, you know, I'm sorry, and everything. And then uh, she lets him in, and um, he ends up tying her up and beating her to death. Mutilating her vagina with a pimp stick. Pimp I stick. I learned a new term. So yeah, you Thanks, learned movie. pimp stick, and... You liked staying ignorant to what a pimp stick was. Yeah, I really wish I didn't know what that was. So I really wish it didn't exist at all. No. But it does, and now I know what it is. So, yeah. Uh, this is a no pimp stick zone now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, he beats Princess's friend, and from there, the police, who is the vice squad, uh, ask Princess, who is a prostitute, to, yeah, go undercover and get um, Wings Hauser, Ramrod. She doesn't ask he so much she, as yeah. forces her face into her friend's face. Right. Well, <laughs> that, that whole scene is fucking crazy. This this movie is yeah. n- nuts. Well, this movie's gritty. Up. We're going to get there. <laughs> but, yeah, this movie is pretty gritty and pretty gross. And it takes place in L.A. And it's about the Vice Squad. Now, yeah. this movie, I think was possibly a starting off point for a series of movies and it really never took off and i believe probably the reason why is because 
Um, character development kind of sucks in this movie. Other than uh, Princess and Wingshauser. Right. Uh, we know their motivations, but we don't know everyone else's. So we're introduced to the Vice Squad not very well because we're we're only shown our main character, who is actually our main character, um, other than Princess and Wingshauser, is um, Tom Walsh. He's the like the main detective on the Vice Squad. Yeah. I want to get to the main character part when we get to the end. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's leading all these other guys, but we really never learn their names or their personalities all that much. Right. Because one of them, Pepe Serna, who is in this movie, he, I, I've seen him in tons of other things. Uh, American Me. He uh, He's the guy who gets chainsawed in Scarface, like mm-hmm. in the beginning. Uh, he's in tons of other shit. So um, he's one of the cops in this movie, one of the detectives of Vice Squad. Along with, um, there's this... This one woman Vice Squad member who looks like she took her look from Carmen San Diego. <laughs> she wears very uh, like she. I I wouldn't wear the, these kind of clothes to be a detective, or to pretend to be undercover. Right. It looks yeah. like you're going to church. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the cops in this one are really stupid too. Because Wings Hauser, the the bad guy in this movie. He just he not he beats the fuck out of everyone. He gets out of every situation. He gets out of handcuffs, and like he knows all these people all around town. And it's nuts. Like he, I, he gets. I want to explain how he gets away. He's in yes. the back seat of the. Boat. It's not even really. It's not even a. It's not a squad car. So there's right. nothing between him and the driver. He's in the back seat. Well, there's a driver. Obviously, one of the cops is driving, and the other cop is sitting next to him in the back seat, heckling him. <laughs> And so, of course, Wingshauser kicks him in the face a bunch of times and then chokes the front cop to death. No. No, they all death. live. They both live, yeah. Um, and then gets out of the car because it's not a squad car, so he can yeah. just open up the back door. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, the car flips and he, and he falls out the back door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he runs away into the crowd of people and then yeah. they go, well, look, there he goes. And then yeah. they don't, don't go chase after him. <laughs> no. There's... And, We'll go back to the kind of the beginning because once um, Princess's friend, the hooker, gets killed, and then she's in the hospital. She's all <laughs> banged up and everything. Mm-hmm. The 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 Walsh is there. That the head the lead cop is there. You know, tell me, tell me it's Ramrod. Tell me this. You know, uh, do whatever. I want to take him down. And she's like, I still love him, and blah blah blah. And then she dies, mm-hmm. like in the hospital in a bed, and like no one. Like try CPR or any, there's a any... doctor right behind that cop. Yeah, and he's like, oh. he's just watching. And like, like, oh, there she goes. <laughs> well, I guess that's it, right? Um, let's bag her. Fuck it. And Ten, then he's, yeah. he's still standing there in the next scene. I think I said, like, don't you have rounds? Yeah. <laughs> what are you still doing here? She's dead. I mean, they might as well just put like a bagel in his hand to eat while this is happening. <laughs> I watched you type worst or right worst <laughs> hospital. Ever. It is. <laughs> it was the worst hospital ever. And then they go down to the morgue where where uh, the uh, Walsh asks Princess to come down to. And here's here's a nice little thing too about this movie is right before there's this cop leading Princess to the morgue. Right. And they're going through like this narrow doorway, and the cop totally bumps into the fucking wall. <laughs> he does. And kind of stumbles like the, a little bit. The doorway. Yeah. And he, <laughs> And they like, oh, yeah, let's not cut that out at all. Because, you know, Star Wars did that, too, with the Stormtrooper hitting his head. So I guess this will be great. You don't want to take that again? So, no. So, yeah, this movie was kind of done on the cheap, too. Yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't have enough film to do that scene again. So then we get to the morgue, and there's just bodies laid out in the hallway. Like, yeah, let's not cool these off at all. We'll just have them rot in front of everyone. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's where the cop is like, hey, can you help us out? She's like, fuck no, I'm not going to go with Ramrod. That dude's nuts. Yeah. And so the, the police start making up charges, and she's like, you're going to go to jail. Your kid's going to get taken away from you and everything. Um, so she agrees to... to find Ramrod and tickle his fancy a little bit and yeah. get him somewhere so he can do something and then the cops will pounce. Yeah. And then that does happen. The cops come and then they pounce on him and that's where they're leading him away in the car and he gets away. Right. And that's when he goes he goes out for his revenge um, because everyone thinks he's caught. Princess, who helped out and everything, helped the cop out. Um, she leaves the cop and she's like, well, because she thinks she's going to be fine now because Ramrod's off the street. So she's going to go back to hooking. She needs to make some more money she for her kid. to work, yeah. And then she goes and she gets a John right in front of the dude. And yeah. it's like, aren't you a fucking cop, gets dude? in his car and drives away while the detective just watches. Yeah, well, there she goes. <laughs> and throughout this, throughout the movie, too, Princess is... You see her with these different Johns, but none of them just want to straight fuck. Yeah. Really. They all want to do weird shit. You know, one like wants to pee on her. There's another guy who wants to suck her toes. No, no one wants her to pee on him. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and then there's like there's this one part where she goes to this mansion and there's this dude dead in a coffin and she, yeah. she's told not to speak at all, but he's not really dead and pops out and she's wearing a wedding dress and she gets all freaked out. Yeah. She ruins everything. But I feel like you should have given her a little more information. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's when Wingshauser catches up to her around then. And then it's just a, a everyone's a, a chase scene after that. They're yeah. going from set piece to set piece trying to find Princess because they know Wingshauser's out there. And it leads us to our final battle of Wingshauser versus the whole fucking police station. <laughs> And he was doing a good fucking job against him, too, because he was taking yeah. him out, man. He was unstoppable in this movie. He, I mean, he's so hateable. He's such a bad guy. But the police are so incompetent. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I hope he gets away. He deserves it. <laughs> I hope Wings flies away. <laughs> but but he, he doesn't, though. No, he doesn't. And he is a bad dude. Yeah, he's not a good yeah. guy at all. You, you want him to die. Definitely. And he does. Our uh, Walsh, the head detective, ends up pinning him in the uh, pinning him with his car against the wall. Yeah. And you wanted him to just keep crushing. You wanted him to P two that motherfucker. (laughs) And uh, he ends up shooting him in the head and shooting him a few more times to make sure he's dead. But I want to back up again. Okay. Um, Because there's a scene where when he abducts her, she's at a strip club with some other prostitutes. Right. I called them about the weird stuff. Right, I called them, because they were brightly colored, like, gear, yeah. and I called them, I was like, what did I say? Is like, oh, said, the, the first female iteration of Power Rangers, you know, isn't that good? You were know, like, like, I don't like how the female Power Rangers got started. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> they're talking about weird stuff that's happened to them while they're turning tricks. Um, and then Wings Hauser, they go outside, I think? And Wingshauser approaches them, and right there I said, if this ends, like, death-proof, this movie gets an A+. Like, if they all just beat the shit out of him until he's dead, yes, this movie gets an A+. Of course, it's 1982, so that didn't happen. Yep. He kicks all the girls out, like, beats them all up, and then takes Princess. Right. Um, and it wasn't disappointing 
just because I didn't get my female heroine. It was also disappointing because I don't think the character Tom Walsh was a ma- like one of the main characters. I thought it was Wingshauser and uh, Ramrod and Princess. Those right. were the main characters. Right, yes. And then Tom Walsh is the one who saves her. Right. And it's just... I don't know. He's not it didn't, the star. It, it didn't so how seem does he earned. get to be the hero? Exactly. Yes, Thank you. I agree. It should have been Princess who did the killing at the end. Right. So that was disappointing. Or that group of prostitutes. That would have been awesome. I also <laughs> think this movie might have been longer and they might have done a lot more character development. Because yeah. like I said before, this might have been a series and you could have had all these characters come back and be like, Vice Squad 2. We got... Right. Pepe Cerna again <laughs> fucking up and the other guy who gets breaks his nose and yeah. gets shot and then the the one guy um, Walsh's partner who who doesn't like the job anymore and he, <laughs> and he, has, he has really specific feelings about the people that he serves so yeah uh, he does so there's all these characters yeah so I'm sure there might have been a lot more character development with these guys but it, if there were if there was and it was more of an ensemble. I think this movie would have worked a little bit better. Yeah. It would have been like a serious episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, that's what we kept thinking of. It's like, did Michael Schur watch this movie and say, I can make this into a single camera comedy? Is that what you call it? Single camera comedy? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what did you think? What, what What's your grade in, on this one? I give it a C... I mean, I didn't expect to love it. Mm-hmm. I actually sort of liked Wingshauser as like <laughs> the baddest bad guy he's ever played. Perfect, man. But I couldn't wait for him to die, definitely. And I think I just, there was that moment when I really got my hopes up about how it was going to end. And I shouldn't have because it yeah. was from 1982, but I did. I thought this movie was going to impress me. And then it really didn't. And it gets a C. You? C plus for me. Yeah, I think Wingshauser really does do a really good job in this movie. I know we like to fuck with him and pick on him. Yeah, but he is a really good bad guy, even he's when he's a, a good great guy. Great bad guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he does a great job in this. Um, only two breasts in this, and they're really quick shots. Yeah. I thought there was going to be a lot more in this movie. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, it's about prostitutes. Yeah, they're like in kind of a strip club, and I don't see anything. No, like, what nothing. The hell? Uh, only three deaths in this movie. One of the hooker in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Ginger. Ginger. Um, and then the end, Wingshauser. Mm-hmm. And then one other guy dies. <laughs> and it's the paper boy. The poor fucking paper mm, boy yeah. gets thrown off, <laughs> thrown off like a like the side of the road and he's splat. <laughs> Wings, well, Wingshauser is, has to ditch his car. And he goes and he steals this, this, this truck that has newspapers in the back. And he just ends up throwing this dude off the side of a ledge, and he steals his car. <laughs> he is a villain. He is. Enjoy. He was enjoyable to watch in this movie. Yeah. If I recommend this, I kind of do. If you want to, if you're a fan of Terror in the Isles and you never saw this and you remember seeing these parts of the movie, yeah, I think you should probably check this out and see what the whole movie is like because it it wasn't like how I thought it was going to be. Necessarily, yeah. Because Wings Hauser isn't even first build; he's third build in this right. movie. Yeah, and if you look at the cover of the film now, like this new Blu-ray version, he's on the it's cover. His face. It's, it's his yeah. face, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm happy I finally watched this movie, and I like watching movies like this, even though they're not good. I think it's it's kind of filling in this hole that I've had 
for for like movie knowledge even that yeah. I like filling in. And I agree. I'm I'm happy I'm watching this movie. I'm happy you're watching these movies with me. I'm also happy that I'm watching this movie. These movies. I'm glad that I saw this. It's just little not little things things that happen to me like learning what a pimp stick is. Right. I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I had to break the glass. <laughs> we broke the glass right there. Favorite, Shattered. Uh, do you have a favorite part? Uh, I did like how he threw the paper boy off the side. That was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, I kind of like just, just uh, whenever I see that actor from Scarface in a movie, it just always yeah, cracks me up. Yeah, you got excited about it. I him. did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see him. It cracks me up. Um, I think mine was probably the sleepwalking doctor (laughs) and the whole scene i saw from terror terror in the aisles too where he's nagging at the door he's like come on baby you're doing that whole shtick and everything Mm -hmm. um but yeah this movie's gross it's very super gross it it is it's dingy yeah so kind of check it out no breasts oh well two Yes, two. Yeah, no penises. No penises. Very, very few kills. Yeah, a lot of violence. Very few kills in this True. movie. Mm-hmm. One by pimp stick. One by car slash gun. Another one by gravity. Yeah, one by pimp stick <laughs> and a completely inept doctor. <laughs> Was that even a hospital? Where were they? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a, a vet. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that does it for us this week. Vice Squad is in the books. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Never be the same Come taste my